Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Uh, still to come this hour, before the end of the show, you're going to hear from a man who builds and flies jetpacks. Those things you see in the movies, actual jetpacks, he actually flies them. You can buy one if you've got enough money, but he'll be on the way a little bit later on. Right now, the button I want to hit, I think, is this one. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, it's a tough day at work, huh? Today's tech today. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, quick round about the tech stories that are happening. We mentioned this one a little bit earlier on. Give it a shout-out again. Tinder is rolling out globally... Uh, account verification using government ID so they, you will be able to verify your account using a driver license or a passport they've been doing this in Japan since 2019 but want to try and cut down on all the freaks weirdos scammers and probably people who ghost people on Tinder yeah which is a good idea and I am totally for that and I know people are going to go but my dad is being you know Put out there into the open. It's out there anyway. Um, yeah, so they're still trying to figure out how it's going on. It will be voluntary at first. So if you are on Tinder, you won't be forced to do this. We're going to see how they do it to keep it in line with privacy issues, uh, data protection issues, all that kind of stuff. They said that we know that in many parts of the world and within traditionally marginalized communities, people who might have compelling reasons that they can't or don't want to share their real world identity with an online platform. Uh, so they're going to be taking that into consideration. But, I mean, for something like dating, should you have a verified real human at the end of that I mean I think so because ultimately you're, you're trying to meet that person yeah you that's are the whole purpose of Tinder is to meet a real physical human being and how many times has my profile been hacked do oh, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, 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 exa- yeah exactly there's a load of people cr- creating fake ones and taking my yeah, pictures and all the yeah. rest of it so it will get rid of all that yeah actually that's a good point as well you know um, and then there's worse things that have happened with Twitter like leading to, to assaults and deaths and things like that and yeah. all these dodgy accounts so it'll help with that obviously there will be some privacy issues and data issues which they'll cross that bridge when they come to it but that is coming to your Tinder experience over the next while data verification you will need a passport or driver license to verify it now this is a little bit weird but I think we're all looking forward to the day when your car drives itself. I can't wait. And you don't have to think about driving, especially if you're going down the country, you just bang on the autopilot and it just does it for you. But how could you ever be late for anywhere? You know when you're late... Oh, you would find a way. Well, I would would personally. I'm just usually an hour and a half late. Uh, But, you know, you're not running to get a taxi or, like, you know, you're trying to hail a taxi, you can't get one. Then you walk to the maybe the train station or the bus and... It will eliminate all that because you jump in your car, it brings you there and it will bring itself home again. And then it will collect you. Yeah. So and at I least you well. know you've got in safe because yeah. it's only you, your car. Yeah. Now I know we're still years away from this but I would say it would be amazing to be able to be driven to your work Christmas party or night out oh, could you and then jump in the back and have you drive home. Now, full autopilot and self-driving modes at the moment still require you to have your hands on the wheel and all this stuff and yeah. you can't fall asleep. You're not sitting in the back. Also, yeah. If you've had a heavy night out, would you not maybe forget where you lived? 
I'll be, I'm sure it would be on your phone. You just, you just have a pre-programmed to take you home. Imagine if it was wrong and just took you... Mm, to your old place, your ex's place. Oh, oh whoopsies! Sorry. Um, anyways, um, the US government regulators are opening an investigation into Tesla's autopilot system after it uh, crashed, after its autopilot crashed a number of times. It crashed... 11 times since 2018, but it gets a little bit weird, right? The crashes have resulted in 17 injuries and one death. But in all of these 11 crashes since 2018, it crashed into parked ambulances. Oh. The only thing it crashed into was ambulance. That's weird. Yeah, so ambulances that were parked up in emergency vehicles with their sirens on, the car doesn't seem to know what to do with it and just crashes into the back oh, of it. Oh, no. So really, really weird. So they're they're trying to figure out why that has happened and what's going on. And they have opened an investigation to see what in the world is going on. Why are all these cars and why are all these crashes happening and just with emergency vehicles when their sirens are on and they're parked up because that's... That, that's like the worst thing you want your car crashing into. Yeah, kind it's of. It's an ambulance. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's, come on now, let's sort that out. So um, there'll be 700 and something thousand cars under this investigation. Uh, they haven't been recalled, but they are going to be uh, analysing their system and seeing what's going on. Um, now, sex robots. Yeah. Should they be legal? I mean... I find it strange. I find it weird that anyone would be interested in these sex robots. Oh, and if you want to listen to an interview we did about a year ago. Yeah. Google Room 104 Brick Dollbanger because we had a guy on before who reviews sex dolls. We sat around and we watched the videos and my God, those dolls look real. He reviews them in depth, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he spoke to us. It's like doll porn, really. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, it's really inappropriate. But look, if you're into that stuff, go go ahead. But should they be should they be illegal? Legal. So when we say sex dolls, here's what we're talking about. Because they are becoming so incredibly real life looking, so they blink, they talk to you. They have, you know, thousands of euro worth of computer programming put into them. They have personalities. Their bodies are particularly real as well. Um, I don't see what harm it can do by legalizing them. So they're still, they're not illegal at the moment, right? But there's a few legal experts thrown their weight in on this and this is now an international debate there's one uh, Maddie McCarthy she is a solicitor over in uh, Adelaide over in, in, in Australia and she recently wrote an article looking at the pros and cons how would you legalise this how would you regulate this industry should they be legal should they be banned what's going on and she's trying to look at some of the pros and cons of sex dolls. Now, can you think of any pros and cons of sex dolls? I think the pros are you know for maybe someone that's an introvert that doesn't know how to communicate with women doesn't want to be in a relationship with a woman but obviously wants their needs met Mm -hmm. then that could work very well for them I think also for men that maybe have some I'm going to say unusual urges some may say sick urges at least if they do it with a doll in their own home they're not harming anyone else that can work yep uh, and then maybe if you were a widow and you still kind of have you needs. put your dead wife's face no, on the doll. No, not dead wife's face. But you have needs, but you don't want to meet somebody else. Because you're still grieving. You're still grieving, but you the doll is there for your needs and that's it. No? That's yeah. my that's my take on it. I, a- I don't any of the cons? I mean, I don't really see any cons. I don't. So, yeah, some of the points that these... Uh, people have made up already touch on what you've already said things like uh, people with disabilities 
who find it very hard to have a yeah. relationship. I should say people. Men, with men are 99% of the buyers of these things. Mm-hmm. Women are getting male sex robots as well. But So people with disabilities, people, as you mentioned, sex-related anxieties, people who have sex um, uh, dysfunction, sexual dysfunctions as yeah. well, uh, and are in various different situations. There can be some benefits in that. But a lot of people are worried about encouraging really bad behaviour, sexualized behaviour, from men towards these dolls. So there's obviously a big problem with uh, sexual violence towards women and a lot of women's support groups and campaigners are worried that these dolls will just open the floodgates to just allowing men to kick the shit out of these dolls and take out that violent urge that they have on the dolls and then that'll lead to them progressing and doing it and wanting the real thing more. So they're afraid of promoting sexual violence towards women uh, and using women as nothing more than sex objects and as well as that, not needing women. But I would. You know, taking I, women I, out of the equation, it's like I don't need a woman anymore. I'm just going to use my doll. It's real enough. It'll shut up. It'll only talk when I need to talk to it. And I just feel as if it's reinforcing really bad male sexualized behavior towards women. Uh, I would say that it's obvi- it's actually doing the opposite. I would think that uh, if they are, and like I mean, how many women are attacked daily, sexually attacked daily? with these sick men with these horrible urges if they buy themselves a doll yeah it is a doll that that would that would scratch their itch kind of stuff I, I, I think so yeah and I don't think they'll then go on to do it this is my opinion then go on to do it to, to a, a, a real woman I don't think so I think they know this is a doll obviously it's satisfying them and they're able to do what they want with it but they also know then they go into the real world and they're not going to need or have the urge to do it then you know what I mean so whereas at the moment they have these sick urges and they're going out and they're attacking women yeah so so that's uh, one side of it they're saying um, the, the, the counter to that is people will say or people are worried especially who are looking into the legality of this or how do you regulate it uh, is that will it desensitise people to proper interactions with other humans will it desensitise men and rather than scratching that itch, will it reinforce and make that itch worse for men who want to go out and do it with the real thing and who aren't satisfied with the doll? So well, we have porn, we have virtual porn, we have, yep. you know, advanced in those areas and I don't agree with either of those things. I think porn is detrimental to human connection. Well, that's just my opinion. But it's there, it's not going away. So I think this is just kind of an extension. So... Yeah, and all of those questions are up for kind of debate and figuring out from a legal perspective how do you regulate this very weird, sick, sick, depraved industry of uh, sex dolls. Like back in the day, it was a blow up, blow up doll with a hole in its mouth, and that was it. And that was it. Now they're coming with personalities and uh, real life faces and very expensive and very intelligent creatures to the point where in 50 years they'll probably be able to walk around and you'll have cyborgs or what do they call them drones whatever they are um, they'll be real life human beings and it'll get really really weird but that is currently happening right now debates over the legality of sex dolls and we'll see how that goes we'll keep you abreast of the latest developments on that but you would wonder though with the younger age group they're having less sex than we're having yeah. and older people are having yeah. there's going to be no kids they're not having as much sex and then they're going to be introduced to dolls. sex robots or dolls but that are perfect in our dystopian looking. future where the world is on fire we're not going to be allowed to have kids because they'll realise that the biggest threat to the globe and the climate change is humans yeah. so we'll be like we're not allowed to have any more humans because if we have no humans there'll be no new cars bought there'll be no new phones there'll be no more economic growth 
So no, your partner up with your sex robot and yep. that's it. And that's it. Job done. No kids. Weird. Yeah, so listen. We say it's weird. It's probably going to be normal. Well, they have that in China, isn't it? The, the, the policy of what's going on and in Indonesia and somewhere else they're trying to convince um, is it women to go on the pill or to not have to sterilise themselves because they're overpopulated. Mad stuff. Yeah. We're laughing at it now, but they will turn it on the nose tomorrow and be like, there you go, no kids, not allowed them anymore uh, to, to save the planet. Uh, so that's happening at the moment. That debate is happening. Uh, Jeff Bezos is suing NASA because NASA decided to go with Elon Musk over him. Oh, the billionaires Whoa. are having a fight. How <laughs> yeah. cute. The billionaires are having a fight. NASA announced that it's going to award a, a human landing system contract to SpaceX worth about $2.9 billion. And Bezos obviously has his company as well. He's like, hey, what, what about me? What's going on? Um, and unfortunately, didn't get the money. So he's taking them to court and suing them because he doesn't have enough money. Because he's bored. Probably just because he's a bored billionaire and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's what he's doing at the moment. He's upset that they've gone with Elon Musk and not him and he's taking them to court over that. So we'll see how that happens. And the last story, and I kind of feel sad about this story, but one of my favourite things in the world is naps, right? Who do, You don't like naps. I don't naps. like naps. I love naps. If you're the type of person who loves naps, you just know how amazing they are. And a lot of people will say that they help you catch up on missed sleep so if you had a bad night's sleep the night before or whatever um, well they're meant to be good if you have is it 30 to 40 minute naps and then after that it's too much too much yeah anyway the latest study that comes out from this uh, Michigan State University they have a sleep and learning lab over there they were testing people who had short naps of 30 to 60 minutes to see did it help sleep deprived people so they had a load of people who weren't getting enough sleep and obviously sleep is hugely important for your memory for your emotions for your health for everything and if you're sleep deprived will a nap help catch you up on the sleep that you missed out yeah turns out according to this study no it won't oh so just cancel your nap I I don't know Like cancel it no more naps apparently and I've heard this time and time again you can't catch up on sleep on the weekend that you've missed during the week and now naps don't help you catch up on sleep so you kind of need your REM sleep and your deep alpha wave sleep during the night and if you miss it that's gone you're screwed that's what I'm talking about I mean if you have a bad night's sleep yeah yeah or like a week, so Monday to, to Thursday, you're sleeping terrible. And then, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're sleeping all day. Yeah. Do you feel any better? No, you feel sluggish. Yeah. You haven't recharged at all. No, 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 no. no. You're, me- you're meant to get up at the same time every day, regardless of the weekend or during the week. Mm. Um, and if you don't get the proper sleep, well, you won't be catching, you can't catch up on it, you can't recharge. And this latest study to come out of Michigan has seen that, yeah, it doesn't really do anything. Well, that's a bit tragic, isn't it's it? It's a little bit annoying, yeah. Well, then don't have your nap and sleep well, I earlier. I love naps. Yeah, but just don't. Remember they're really bad for you and then go yeah, to bed. I know, but when you're lying on the couch, you just start drifting off. Yeah. <sighs> oh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, woo! I'd never woo. drift off on the couch. Ever. No. Never. I get the best sleeps on the couch with the TV on. If I could transfer the sleep that I get on the couch in front of the TV to the bed, I would have the greatest sleeps of all time. But I just can't. So strange. Biggest mystery ever. Don't know what's going on. I couldn't do that to save my life. You're missing out. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the latest um, Control Alt Delete quick tech roundup. Uh, we do it every Tuesday at eleven o'clock. And speaking of tech, we're going to be chatting to uh, uh, somebody who builds jetpacks for a living. Flies jetpacks, actual ones you've seen in the movies. They're a real thing now. He's got a jetpack aviation company. He's building flying motorbikes as well. I'm going to join him for a chat in a couple of moments' time as well. Very excited for that. So you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Joel Curry. Ow, ow. 
and uh, a quick one for you. Does anyone know the name of the song that that's sampled from? Allure Dance. You weren't meant to give it away. You weren't meant to give it away. It was How meant can to you be not like get that? Everyone no, knows no, that song. No, they don't. No, they don't. You were like, where have I heard that before? No, I didn't. I said I know that song. I know. Love that song. Is it Allure on Dance? What does that even mean? Uh, Come and dance. A, a, a lo- yeah, something I love. dancing. No, no, it's not. It allures. I think it's go the dance. I think that, that's what it means. Text us in if you know what that means. Go the dance. Al- it can't be co- go the dance. Go the dance. Allures on dance. But can dance. you do the? Allures on dance. Allures on dance. Oh yeah, yeah. France. Je suis je suis baguette. Baguette. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're getting important traffic updates here. I don't know if you're going to the airport, but uh, 25 minutes from the drop-off to the Circle K out of the airport. You know the Circle K around the corner? Yeah, when you come out the but people are waiting to collect people from their holidays. Isn't that busy in the airport, lads? Oh my God. People sneaking away. Well, in fairness, my Instagram's covered in people on holidays. Is it now? Yeah, And I'm going to report them all. And I'm sitting here. Yeah, I am going to report them all because I'm so annoyed that they're having fun and I'm not. Oh yeah, that's what the pandemic and the lockdowns have done, hasn't it? People just rat on people having fun. Exactly. That's all it is. And I wonder, is it jealousy or oh, is it? Is. It's resentment and jealousy, and just looking yeah. at your window, going, "Oh yeah, the O'Reillys had six people over there yesterday." Yeah. Yeah. I've had no oh, one call into me. Yeah, because you're dead and alone. Anyway, oh, I want to ask you a question, right? Fingers crossed. We're coming to the end of this, which we're not. Right. But let's just say hypothetically where we're coming out of all the lockdowns. They are talking about easing the restrictions. They're talking about it at the moment. They might have seen there's going to be meetings at the end of the month easing certain restrictions or maybe they'll be talking about delaying easing of certain restrictions because the case numbers are obviously through the roof. Are they not saying masks to be worn until spring Even when you're having sex. Yeah, Tony Hooden's going to be making spot checks on you riding and if you're not wearing your mask you'll be like <laughs> Excuse me! Excuse me, put your mask on now. Don't mind the condoms. Mask oh, has to be on. Dear. Maybe if you're having sex outside, it'll be fine. <laughs> two in your garden. Distance. Don't know how oh, you yeah, do that, though. Soon. It'd be grand for me, though, two meters away. Mm. What? Wait. No, it wouldn't. Oh, definitely wouldn't. Uh, no, no, the only reason I ask you this is because I had plans to, to do a load of stuff, and I didn't do any of them. In particular, I had plans. I was going to say, no, I'm going to use the lockdown now. Oh, and all this yeah. extra free time, I was going to get... Um, Big into DIY and I tried a little bit, right? I didn't try. No, anything. I did, I did, I did, I did. Because I opened the drawer the other day in my in my room and what's in it? Spirit level I bought myself. There's a couple of screwdrivers that I bought myself, and that was about it. Uh there's still all the photo frames that were meant to be hung up in the wall are not done. There's shelves that are in the box or meant to have a thing of shelves for the bathroom haven't been done either everything that I was meant to do I was like no I'll definitely get around to doing that now all these grandiose plans of becoming a handyman in in my old age did not get done at all that's what you do on like Saturday that's what I'm not being stereotypical but that's what men that's what what men do on a Saturday Saturday. they fix their houses I know I know so why are you not fixing your I don't, house? I don't know. I, I said, like, you know what? During the lockdown, we had so much free time that, that that's what I was going to do. No, 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 not we. Leave her off this no, no, We as in as in people in general. I'm not oh, saying okay. her. I'm saying everyone in lockdown in general. It's so much extra free time. how bad would you feel now if you came home one of the days and she managed to put up all the And she shelves? was just riding a builder right in front of me going, like, ha! No, all the shelves were put up and you were like, did you do that yourself? And she's like, yeah. yeah. I just YouTubed it. <laughs> Now you'd like, feel terrible. I'd be you'd spend I'd all go, day no, no, doing it. I go up and do my nails and then I put my hair up in one of those big towel things that you do with your hair and put on a dressing gown and go, fine, fine. 
I would never make decisions. I would, would you know, I, w- I would expect you to read my mind. You get really upset when you do things, but I never told you what to do. And then I just become the woman. Jesus, bang on. I know. That is actually bang on. Uh, but no, seriously, like, why don't you just do it, like, tomorrow? No, I, I might. I'm just saying, was there anything that you had planned on doing during the lockdown that you didn't do? And now that we're going out of it, it's never going to get done. Cleaning. Yeah. I, pl- I planned to get a hoover. I planned on actually hoovering and I just didn't do it. You haven't cleaned all lockdown. Like, at all. I had a friend over the other day, and when I mean she was sneezing profusely, she oh wouldn't no. stop sneezing, and she was like, what is wrong with your apartment? And she was like, I've been around your cat before, and it hasn't given me this there reaction. There must be just layers like, of soot I, in I your think, house. I said, I was like, I think because I, I haven't cleaned it. Yeah, that's disgusting. She was like, it's actually so dusty. It's did you plan on, like, apart from that, like, did you plan on any, let's say, DIY home projects? Did you plan on taking up a hobby, like painting or the piano? Uh, no I tried to paint last year and it was too much did effort you f- but did, that's what I mean did you finish that no there you go no it's half painted so you started the painting and you, you failed painting. yeah I decided I'm going to paint I'm mm. going to be a painter it's an easy job it's not and an easy they're the job. best crack you probably uh, couldn't yeah. finish it because you're no crack that was probably it I was too small you can get extension poles for the brushes you couldn't during lockdown everyone Lies. was going to the DIY places and nowhere had them get yourself down to Woody's now I was queuing up for DIY places to try and buy paint and everything. That was the worst, wasn't it? Oh, queuing up so Woody's. depressing. My God. When you think. You needed a ticket to get into Woody's. You needed a ticket and you'd be there in the queue and you'd happily be there in a queue for 50 minutes. Yeah, going in. Because that's one of the things, my worst memories from childhood. I know, not, not worst memories, but I, I hated them. The Sunday drives to garden centres oh, killed my me. dad used to bring us as well. Killed me. Mm. Be there as an eight-year-old in Atlantic home care yeah. uh, or in, looking at it was always Woody's for me. Always. You're just like, I don't care about any of this stuff. And now you're at that age where you have to queue up to get it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Into these miserable places yeah. and like shoot me now. So that's what I want to know. What did you plan on taking up? As a hobby or a pastime, what did you want to get good at and try your hand at, like painting, mm. like DIY, that you just never got around to? That you're like, you were like, yeah, great. And even though you had more free time than you probably ever will have in the rest of your life, 
you still didn't bother your whole doing it. What was what was the one thing? Did you want to learn a new, a new language? Did you want to set up a side hustle business that you never got around to doing? What did you just leave and never go back to? I mean, we had our friend Robin that was on. She She's nailing it, though. She's nailing it, yeah. She was she's, making things during lockdown. She set up her own business. It. Yeah. Yeah, doing really well. Like, mine was to clear out the upstairs and I couldn't do it. People do that on a given Monday. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> couldn't do that so like a hobby to me now that's too far I yeah, don't have time you can't be having hobbies you've don't loads have time. of time I never have time what do you mean never have time literally what do you I do don't during time? the day we're not on air till 9 o'clock don't have time I literally can, can't find the time to, to do anything yeah like I barely got to eat today running oh, out the door I had loads of food today oh such good I, I don't loads know how you pops. have the time just Cocoa Pops bowl after bowl after bowl I was yeah, like, this see, is amazing I had to put my microwavable rice in the microwave for two minutes and then I had to put my chicken curry in there for two minutes and mix them together chaos that took at least ten minutes god yes if you're listening and you have kids and you think you've bad two minutes of rice two minutes of chicken and try minding a cat there you go on top of that and cleaning cleaning for one my god my god Uh, right, let us know if there is something that you planned on taking up that you're all like no I'm definitely going to do this maybe it's still in the box in the press somewhere the back of the cupboard the back of the wardrobe what was it what was the thing that you wanted to do whether it was DIY learn a language take up a new hobby teach yourself piano or guitar or something and you just never did it and you're like my god uh, let us know what What did you try and fail at uh, during the lockdown 0876797104 here's Tom Grennan a little bit of love you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104 it's Cormac and Saoirse here and very excited to talk to our next guest who has one of the most exciting slash dangerous jobs in the entire world he is uh, an entrepreneur he is a massive risk taker he is a world record holder for doing some of the most insane flights and he runs a jetpack company he builds and flies jetpacks for a living and he joins us on the line now. David Maiman, sir, how are you? I'm really well. How are you guys? And I'm missing Ireland. I actually lived in Dublin for six years. So oh. there you go. Fascinating. Well, we don't have anyone as interesting as you living here at the moment that I know of. <laughs> but tell me, I've seen this video of you with a jetpack. I thought this was only in cartoons. It's, uh, it's reality now. So um, it was science fiction only, you know, like 10 years ago. I flew around the Statue of Liberty in 2015 uh, in November. Been working on the on the jetpack for about six or seven years before that. Took a long time to get right. Many many failures. Um, you know, jet turbine technology is not not exactly rocket science, but it's not far. So you know, something that nobody had done before. So we really had to start from from scratch. And uh, I did that with a group of engineers in in California. How? Like, it must be very, very dangerous. Like, when did you take the first official test flight in a jetpack? Yeah, so I started off on this tether line system in in California. Beautiful location, but I wasn't brave enough just to start flying around. We had more failures than I can count back in. I mean, this is going back into like um, 2009, 2010. Over a number of years, um, really perfected it. So it became very reliable. And then finally, in 2014, tether cable and, uh, and, and flew free for the first time. That must have been incredible. How long then from start to finish does it take to create a jetpack? It took me seven years, yeah, and and nine, like literally nine versions. So that was the ninth version that I flew around the Statue of Liberty and like literally all of the other versions did not work. So we just like cracked the code in that in that last one after all that work and I mean I guess we couldn't have, have like fast forwarded to that without going through the process yeah. with all the others but it was so like the, the final the, the, the JB9 we call it was just so powerful and so 
controllable. It was amazing. It's like riding a like a motorcycle, but you're doing it in the sky. Now, I was going to ask, how long does that last while you're in the air then? You can you can fly for about seven minutes at a time before you run out of fuel. What, what I know you probably, obviously, you have to experience it, but can you describe what it's like flying a jetpack? Yeah, it's, it's probably the question I get asked most often. And the first time that your feet actually leave the ground and that you're just looking down and you're getting higher and higher, it's like the jets are quite noisy, but you wear, wear earplugs. So it's really actually surreal. It's, you know, I don't know if anybody's had a dream of where they go, you know, where they're flying or whether they're on a magic carpet. It's literally like that. It's very stable. It's very smooth. And the ground just disappears below you. And you, you sort of lean forward, um, tilt the uh, the engines back, and boom, you could be doing 200 kilometers an hour in four seconds if you, if, if you wanted to. And I'm going to ask you the, the horrible question. Have you had any near-death experiences? Um, I don't know about near-death, but I've definitely had some crashes um, that have put me in hospital. I've had three, three visits to hospital, um, pretty big skin graft on one leg from getting burnt and it's always like it's always in the back of my mind every time I take off try and do everything I can safety wise but obviously there's a limit. So what is your, your vision for this in the future? Because obviously there's, you know, there's getting it done. And as Saoirse mentioned, we see these in movies and we see these in cartoons. But do you see a real world application for jetpack technology? We've got the uh, army and navy using them in America now. But I think that longer term, it won't be a jetpack that you strap on your back. It will be more like a, a small motorcycle vehicle. Um, or even if you think of like a jet ski kind of configuration that you can step onto and it would be totally autonomous. Like you, you, you pilot it, you tell it where you, know, you want to go, but it's doing all of the stabilization work itself, like a flying motorcycle right now in California. This thing can take off from the same size space as a car or slightly less. Like it's no larger than a, a small motorcycle. It can climb at probably 4,000 feet a minute vertically, like straight up. In one minute, it could be 4,000 4, feet high. And horizontally, it could do over 250 miles an hour. Now, the new version could do that for an hour. So that's it's pretty amazing for, for a whole lot of things. You know, obviously, just getting around one day would be fantastic. Uh, you know, for heavy lift cargo, um, we're working with the Navy in America just to be able to go from ship to ship. There's all, because it's so small, you can have it like anywhere you want. It basically fits on the motorcycle trailer. If you've just tuned in, we're chatting to David Mayman. He runs a, a jetpack technology company. He's flown around on a jetpack. Um, around the Statue of Liberty of New York and has been uh, now developing what you could nearly call kind of flying motorbikes. You definitely check out the uh, check out the website, Jetpack Aviation, ton of stuff up there and it's really, you know, futuristic, but it's also happening now at the moment. But um, just on that, yeah, you mentioned like disaster relief and emergency situations. I imagine in some context, either the Jetpack suit itself or the, the kind of the speeder, the more, the, the motorcycle one, um, I imagine that could be nearly easier to get in and out of a disaster situation. Like if someone is trapped up in the mountains or maybe, you know, on, on a cliff side or whatever, it might be nearly easier than a helicopter to get to people. It's easier than a helicopter because it's smaller and it's also fully stabilized. So you don't need to have extreme skills like the helicopter rescue pilots have years and years of training. Um, this, this is doing, like our computer systems are doing all of the hard work. And even if the pilot wants to do something, like 
really aggressive maneuver, the machine actually won't let them, uh, you know, won't let them crash it. They can't like push over and do a pitch or, or roll, you know, side to side more aggressively than our computer will let them. And remember, like it literally takes off from the size of a motorcycle. So yes, even, even more useful than a helicopter. And then do you have like a little keypad thing? How straightforward is it to, to work, I guess? Well, the, the jetpack, the one that you strap onto your back, um, that works by basically if you've, you know, if you've operated a Segway, it's very similar. So if you want to go forward, you kind of just lean forward and the aircraft flies forward. Uh, and it's really dynamic. It's very, it, it happens really quickly. It's quite sensitive, but it's also... Once you get used to it, it's like riding a bike. It's really stable. So if you want to slow down, you kind of lean back. If you want to go to the left, you lean left. It's all very, very intuitive. The speeder or the flying motorcycle uh, is actually completely uh, fly-by-wire. So that that has a computer that's doing everything for you. You just have a little joystick in your right hand and you say, okay, I want to go forward. So you push forward on the stick and on the left hand, you have the height control or the thrust control. Are these, can you buy a jetpack yet for like, could I, could someone listen and go on and buy a jetpack? pack or buy one of the speeders yet or, or what's the story with making them available to the public so yeah if you wanted to be if you wanted to buy one as a as an individual you can but at the moment all we're doing is saying fly it at our facility so we've got all the maintenance we've got the op, you know the operators um, the technicians so we've got a few people in america that have bought them but they fly them at our facility Jetpack Aviation. Uh, head on over to jetpackaviation.com and check it out. It could be coming to uh, a city and it could, it could be coming sooner. Uh, well, it's here already. You could be getting your hands on one sooner rather than later. But listen, uh, David, thanks a million for giving up your time here this evening and very, very best of luck with everything you're working on in the future. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.